Hello, and welcome to Uncomfy Questions, the podcast where I interview guest speakers to answer listeners' uncomfortable questions. Today's guest is chair of the HSDA AAPI Caucus, Ms. Jolene. She is a Chinese-American first-generation U.S. citizen and currently a high school student in California. Hello, Jolene. I am so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. The question I have for you today is, why is the fox eye makeup trend offensive to the Asian community? And then a follow-up stating, isn't it good that elongated slash slanted eyes have now become recognized as beautiful? Now, before we begin, for listeners who may not know, the fox eye makeup trend was a popular eye makeup technique in 2020 that involves using eyeshadow and eyeliner to make the eye appear more elongated than it naturally would. Now, take it away, Jolene. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So, you know, many Asian Americans, especially East Asian Americans with, you know, the eye shape that kind of looks like the fox eye, we have been labeled as kind of perpetual foreigners for the entirety of our childhoods a lot. Uh, Like for me personally, um, just like many other Asian Americans, we have been chased around by children pulling their eyes back to look elongated and to look, quote, Asian. And I think that kind of experience is really strong in our collective memory. And we have not forgotten that shared trauma. So I think now that finally people are like, oh, you know, that eye shape, it's kind of cool. We should. And turn this thing into a trend. And that, at least for many Asian Americans, is uncomfortable because for a long time, for like the most of our lives, you've been making fun of us for it and discriminating us for it and making us feel as other for that shape. And now you finally like decide to switch it up and it's like, oh, it's a cool thing now. It's just kind of uncomfortable. And I think that some forms of it are kind of worse than others. Uh, Like, if you just do, like, the eye shape, I mean, to be honest, like, it looks good. So, I I mean, that's some version of okay. But when people actually, like, pull their eyes back to, like, accentuate the fox eye thing, I think that one hits especially close to home and is just super uncomfortable. That is kind of, like, a brief overview, but obviously... I cannot speak for the entirety of the Asian community, um, especially the ones who have eyes kind of like the fox eye. Um, so like the East Asian community for the most part. And I can't speak for everyone. I'm just one person out of like billions technically. So uh, that's just kind of my personal experience with it. And um, I'm sure a lot of people feel similarly, but I'm definitely not representative of the entire population. And oh, one thing I want to mention is that one time I saw someone get surgery, like eye surgery, just to make their eyes look like fox eye, like it's a permanent change. And in some ways, it kind of feels like cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. but made for physical features and it just feels wrong. You know, when something just like you're not sure if it's completely racist, but it just feels racist. That's kind of like how it feels when you see someone do such a thing. How do we determine what isn't appropriate and what should be limited? Can we limit what people want to do with their appearance? How do you feel about that? I definitely don't think that we can limit how people um, like modify their appearance because, you know, the nature of humanity is that the way that like 
trends and clothing and even music is it's not exactly cut and dry there's a lot of gray area in it I think that if someone is doing something specifically and obviously cultural appropriation just don't do it but at the same time like for example like if you see someone wearing um for example uh a chongsam for example like a tipal um like one of those traditional chinese clothing and like they're doing it to like oh my gosh i'm so chinese oh my gosh i'm so asian do you see the chopsticks in my hair like that you can kind of tell that it's wrong but if someone is like for example if you're going to like a a New Year's festival or something, and you're invited by like a Chinese friend, and everyone's wearing like tea powder. Um, like that's like kind of more acceptable. So it's really not cut and dry. Uh, I think if anyone is trying to stay unoffensive or trying to stay like to make sure people around them feel comfortable, I think generally stay away from things that could potentially be interpreted as uh, not good. But at the same time, if you really want to, you might benefit from asking a friend who's part of that community or um, just doing some general research into like the history or like why some people might feel uncomfortable before actually doing it. So I think it's really about being conscious and aware and doing your research before you actually do something that might be considered bad. So going back to the second part of today's question, the one that reads, mm-hmm. isn't it good that elongated slash slanted eyes have now become recognized as beautiful? I recall you stating that if you just do the makeup trend, then kind of go for it because it looks good. And so with this, I want to bring up, do you think part of the issue with this trend is the fact that people with Eurocentric features are mostly the ones doing it and thus they're essentially trying to portray a race that they are not? Ah, that is a very good point. Uh, Before I dive into that, I just kind of want to bring up that it's kind of weird how cultures kind of switch it up because right now people kind of want their eyes to be like elongated and like looking slightly Asian or something like that. Um, But actually in Asian, much of Asia, they're trying to get away from it. Like, for example, in um, lots of East Asian countries, most prominent in Korea, lots of people get double eyelid surgery when their eyes aren't naturally double eyelids just to look more Eurocentric. So it's just interesting how, you know, cultures work and how like beauty standards are. It's just like an un- another unattainable standard. Um, but aside from that, it is good that people are becoming more accepting of differences. But I think that this kind of like difference is like kind of a appropriated like American or like Western okay um, way of doing it. You know, it just it just kind of feels like if there's something foreign that like the West want to take wants to take in and make it part of their culture, it has to be like an acceptable form of theirs. Like. I don't know if this is completely encompassing it and it's definitely not a very good comparison. But like, for example, like Panda Express, like they're trying to have a Chinese food, like traditional Chinese food, but it's become Americanized or like a form of it. Some form of it is made acceptable. So it's not the true form that's acceptable. It's like a modified form that is. So I kind of see like the Fox Eye trend as like, okay, this form, like the pure form of it, See, that's not very good and it's not going to be acceptable in our culture. But if we modify it to suit our needs and like take the essence of what makes it what it is and like 
in some way kind of like appropriate it, it's acceptable for us in Western culture. So it's good, but it's also like, are you appropriating our features? So it's really not exactly a balance, but there are good facets and also like not so great facets. Um, By what you've just said, it sort of seems to me like a lot of people's issue with this trend is that it doesn't really include true Asian features, but only portrays them as beautiful when they are painted onto a Eurocentric face. That is a very good way of phrasing it. I, I do see that. Yes, definitely. Is there anything else that you would like to mention about this trend or why people should stay away from it or just any any other thoughts? For a long time, I think that how this is like permeated into popular culture, this trend is there are forms of like cultural appropriation that a lot of people see. Like it's very clear, like just don't do it. Like don't do it. Like for example, like box box braids from like African-Americans are like offensive portrayals of like mariachi bands and like Mexican culture. People know not to do that, or at least (laughs) I hope that most people know not to do that because it's kind of obvious and um, it's definitely through like the history of America and um, the history of like the West. Like it's very clear that where history is and like why it must be avoided as much as possible. But at the same time, like Asian Americans for a long time, like we're seen as a like a technically a POC group, but technically like we do have some of that white adjacency that makes us seem like we are not so vulnerable to being racist towards. Um, that's called, like, called the model minority myth. It was mm-hmm. used, uh, or it still is used today, definitely, to see, uh, to like portray Asian Americans as, you know, like the model minority, like this is what you should do. We've been seen as like a minority, but like not really a minority. I mean, growing up, I have had like several POC tell me like, Asians are not POC. And I'm like, so are we white? Like, am I, do I look white? I'm sorry. But I think it is important to acknowledge that socioeconomically, although, you know, Asians are definitely not a monolith and there's a very large wage gap between like, say, East Asians and like, say, like Southeast Asians, there's definitely a big disparity there. Um, we are seen oftentimes as like not a real minority. And so that might be an aspect of why the fox eye trend is kind of seen more as like okay to lots of society so definitely bringing some of that history and like the sociology of it all into the conversation is pretty important when discussing a trend such as this that might be portrayed as like offensive to a culture yes i think it's really important to understand what your actions might seem like to other people before you do them. And I think, unfortunately, with the fox eye makeup trend, many people didn't consider that before they did it because, as you were just mentioning, the Asian community kind of tends to be overlooked and racism towards the Asian community is pretty, like, normalized, it seems, Mm -hmm. in American society. Definitely. Actually, one of my friends, she's Chinese, but she was adopted by, like, a white couple in the South. Uh, A lot of people told her, like, oh my gosh, you have like the perfect eyes for the fox eye. You and I, we live in California. We, although there is certainly racism and stereotypes and discrimination, like that's the South. That's like a whole other story. Definitely. (laughs) And so her as someone who's grown up in such conditions where people would like 
bully her for being Asian. And I mean, everyone I feel like has experienced some form of like stereotyping or like nasty words, but she was like specifically bullied and like bullies would like corner her in the wall and like force her to quote speak Chinese, even though like since she was born, I mean, she was, since she was born in America and raised by like people who do not speak Mandarin. It's just like a whole other experience for her and like seeing that. It's just strange how American society and general society can like really flip for minorities. So. I also think that's problematic in another way because claiming that the Asian eye shape is perfect for the fox eye trend seems wrong to me because a whole feature is now just a trend. Yeah, it's really counterintuitive. Yes. But I think the change right now that we're seeing are people speaking up and minorities, like owning their identities and speaking up and like even you making this amazing podcast. I think it's a great point in our history in terms of that. Yes, it's definitely very exciting to see all the new information being spread and the learning being done. But you bring up an interesting point. I think all the things that people do that are not blatantly offensive, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is done on accident coming from genuine not knowing. Mm -hmm. Because like specifically about the fox eye makeup trend, I, I think, or at least I really hope that most people when putting on makeup in the morning do not do it intentionally to offend someone. They Mm -hmm. probably just try something that they think looks good on their face and don't consider how other people might feel about it Mm -hmm. just because there's not enough talk that people might be offended about it. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that, especially if you haven't been exposed to that many Asian people. I know um, I've met someone who lived in like a really rural area of like the Midwest and they had like never met an Asian person before, or they just haven't been exposed to that kind of diverse environment that like enriches your social perspective. Um, so I can definitely understand that. But, you know, with the amount of activists um, speaking up on social media and even just like in regular life, it's definitely becoming easier to get educated. But at the same time, there are a lot of other perspectives in our country and across the world that um, just haven't been exposed to it. So. Yes, I think definitely just the excuse of not knowing is not an excuse at all, and people should still be held accountable for what they do. But Mm. as you previously mentioned, I think we should all remember that people aren't born knowing everything and their experiences are different from yours. So consider that they may have not known and just give people the benefit of the doubt, I suppose, if it's not, you know, blatantly terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that. But at the same time, there are some people who really should be knowing things, especially if you're living in a very diverse area with lots of diverse people around. Some people really, like, how did you not know? Like, that's sometimes. But definitely there are some times where people, um, yeah, need to have the benefit of the doubt. I think also, though, a different standard should be held for celebrities and very public figures because these people have a following. And so I think... Mm -hmm they should try to put more thought into how they portray themselves on social media and what their followers or fans will see. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Like celebrities and influencers have such, I mean, it's in the term like influencer. They influence so much of public life and how young people, especially since we're on social media so much, how we see the world and what's going on. So I do think that people who have such a platform have an inherent responsibility to speak out and, you know, help their followers or whoever, like they can influence educated on issues and they must, must, must be super careful 
about things that could be portrayed as offensive because some people might just, you know, follow them in doing it. Um, you know, President Trump, I'm not going to get too into mm-hmm. him. I have a lot of opinions on him, but I'm just going to say that, like, he's not exactly, he's obviously not like a social media influencer, like, as a profession, although he does have influence over like half of the American population. So, some things that he says, like Wuhan virus or Kung flu or China virus, like that does have a huge, huge influence on like an entire half of society. So definitely people who have such platforms and such people following them, they really have to be careful about what they say and what kind of opinion and information they put out into the public, because a lot of the times people accept that as the reality. So People with a platform need to be careful. (laughs) Certainly. I think it also really depends what platform, especially since now we're bringing up politicians. I think they need to be even more careful because those are figures who people generally trust and believe to be very well educated. Mm -hmm. So people would be more likely to agree with and take the word of a politician rather than some teenage YouTuber. (laughs) And so they need to be considerate of that too. Definitely. Definitely. Politicians, like, it's their job. Like, people elect them because they trust them. Or, in a lot of cases, they elect them because they trust them more than another person. (laughs) But, yeah, politicians are not perfect, I will say. Politicians um, should not be idolized pretty much ever, no matter how much you agree with someone's policies. Like, everyone should have, like, their own critical thinking of okay, this person, like, I generally agree with what what they say, but at the same time, like, do I personally agree with that? Do my experiences and my personal beliefs outside of, like, me liking this politician, like, does that correspond with their opinion? Does that, like, match up? So, bringing it back to the conversation about Foxeye, I think that everyone needs to practice some form of critical thinking um that goes Mm -hmm. for just like regular people like you and I are like I don't know the president of like Mexico or something I'm trying to think something random it it goes everywhere and everyone just needs to practice critical thinking um it sounds like an easy thing like everyone just practice critical thinking but you know (laughs) that's not how it works especially with like social things and like social psychology concepts so it's not as easy as it sounds but hopefully everyone can try to implement into their daily lives definitely I think a lot of people also think that they are Mm -hmm. practicing critical thinking but don't realize how much their environment actually influences them Mm -hmm. oh definitely um like even for myself like I am definitely very very involved with a certain side of politics and um, there's this thing called group polarization it's when when you're in like a group and then you're only like really sharing opinions with the group and when you discuss it with other people in the group then your opinion just grows stronger and like that creates more polarization that's why it's called group polarization and that can definitely be seen in today's um, political atmosphere and we are very divided as a country I must say uh, but yes we just have to remind ourselves that society just needs to be careful no matter what like we just have to practice critical thinking as much as you know people around us believe a certain way do we believe that certain way 
Yes, I think it's a safe bet to always stop and think twice, honestly, about every action Mm -hmm. you do, just to be considerate of other people. and, Mm -hmm. And I think that is a good message to leave off on. Thank you so much for sharing today, Jolene. You had a lot of really wonderful insight. Thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity. Everyone go follow the Uncomfy (laughs) Questions Instagram. Thank you. And dear listeners, as always, please remember that the information you heard today is just one speaker's personal opinion and do not assume that everyone has the same view.